Hello San Pedro Podcast, Episode 7. You are listening to the Hello San Pedro Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. Join me as I talk to amazing people within our community, business owners, community activists, local leaders, and people like you and me who love San Pedro. This is a place where we'll share big ideas, discuss hot topics, and spread good vibes. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I want to make this intro as um, quick as possible because Ryan and Michael and I take up the full hour with our interview. Um, So in today's episode, I have Ryan Hart and Michael Ortiz. They're the head coaches of the San Pedro High School boys soccer team. And to really understand why their roles are so important right now, you'd have to understand the role and reputation of the former San Pedro High School boys soccer coach of eight years, Pete Hastevac. From how Ryan and Michael describe him, he was not only an amazing coach that invested in his players, but also a community leader. He, with the help of Ryan and Michael, led the boys to victory last year as they won the Division Four city title, which is the first time in over 30 years for the team. Now the coaches, Michael and Ryan, are not only trying to build upon that success, but they also hope to carry on Pete's legacy. Michael and Ryan have completely impressed me. Um, I can tell that they're amazing leaders because of the way they carry themselves and the way they speak about their players. You can tell that this is a true passion of theirs and that they are investing everything they've got into these young men um, playing on the soccer team. I'm so proud of them, honestly, and I've only just met them. Um, I want you guys to stick around to the end if you can because they are running a promotion um, for at least another week I believe they're trying to sell as much merch as they can for the boys soccer team to raise some money and hopefully get some new fans anyway I hope you enjoy the episode we're gonna go ahead and get started Michael thank you so much for reaching out I'm really glad that you took it upon yourself to like hit me up and say you guys want to be on the show that's awesome yeah it uh, it popped up on my Instagram feed through uh, uh, was it Society 110 yeah. Yeah, because okay, I yeah. know Natalie Grajeda. Yeah. Too, yep. So then mm-hmm. it like she posted about it. So then I followed, and then I just kind of listened to episodes Natalie. and stuff. And yeah. she like fangirled right away, and I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> um, that's so cool. So that's how you heard about the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a lot of followers, I think, because of her. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and Ryan, you said you hadn't really heard about the podcast at all? No, no? not at all. Okay. I, I think Mike Mike just said uh, at tryouts the other day, Yeah. he just said, uh, oh, and uh, by the way, we're, you know, we're going to be doing this uh, podcast on Sunday. That's I cool. I said, what podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh, but uh, anyway, I'm glad that, that he told me about it, and I'm glad that we're both here. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited. Um, you know, because I don't know every notable person in San Pedro, you know? I really want to rely on the community to tell me what's going on. I want to learn more. I want to meet everybody, especially about our sports, because local sports is like a big deal here. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. So I'm so excited to have you guys on. Well, before we talk about your recent soccer endeavors, um, and we will get into it, I wanted to kind of go into your background a little bit. So, Mike, since you reached out, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, I was born in Puerto Rico, and I came to California um, when I was pretty young. I started, actually, I went kindergarten through 12th grade here in mm-hmm. San Pedro, so I started off at White Point. Okay. Which is uh, a pretty big deal being in yeah, the military. Yeah, being in the military well. that I didn't move. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Those entire years. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, so my dad just kept getting kind of stationed around uh, locally. 
I think um, as kids, we're always kind of bracing ourselves for when Michael was going to move, and it just never it happened. It just never happened, yeah. yeah. It's a good mm-hmm. thing, so. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, so then. Did you go to Dana? Yeah, so then from White Point, I went to Dana, uh-huh. and that's where I met Ryan. Um, and then from there, I went to Pedro, and that's where I played soccer all four years. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of grew up playing soccer mm-hmm. um, in the community, and then I started playing club soccer when I was a little older, mm-hmm. and that got like it's more serious level. Yeah. Um, and I mean, yeah. Did you what college did you go to, or did you go to? Um, I didn't go. Uh, I've been to a couple of JCs. Yeah. Harbor. Uh, no, I actually didn't go to Harbor. Oh, after okay. well, so after I graduated high school. I uh, I enlisted in the the California National Guard, uh-huh. and then I went to Oklahoma for basic training and Arizona for some specialty training, and mm-hmm. then I went to uh, uh, Monterey for French school. French. French, yeah. They sent so me to Monterey to learn French. Do you know French? I I do. I sp- I speak it. I'm a little rusty at it. It's been a while since I've I've spoken it, but that's uh, very cool. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's definitely a, a super awesome experience and mm-hmm. a, a great place to be. I know if you so do you you speak fluent French then? I do. I can hold the conversation. That's Sometimes the really words neat. get like mixed up with Spanish. And it's so funny because I told um, I actually work with somebody uh, at my job now in El Segundo. He lives in San Pedro, but he mm-hmm. speaks French. And I know another girl who I met from Starbucks who speaks French. So I don't know why, but I keep running into French-speaking yeah. people <laughs> in San Pedro. Gotta start a little French uh, study yeah, group because he's can, getting rusty over here. I am getting pretty we rusty. Do a French club or something. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. That is really cool. Um, I can teach my kid. <laughs> I want my son to grow up bilingual. That would be yeah. fun. Also playing soccer. It's definitely awesome, yeah. I yeah. mean, so like I know Spanish, English, and French. Mm-hmm. So. That's cool. So, okay, Ryan, you were born and raised here as well then? Yeah, yeah. Uh, born and raised, um, went to Crestwood Elementary, then Dana, then uh, I actually went to Port of LA High School for my... Um, cool first semester freshman year. Mm-hmm. Uh, long story short, I didn't really like it very much and uh, went to Pedro, finished up there, and then uh, ended up going to the University of Michigan and graduating from there. And then I uh, came back and um, settled back down in the South Bay. Okay. Yeah. And now where, where are you living currently? Uh, now I live in Redondo Beach. Okay. Uh, so, cool. But, you know, I didn't completely leave Pedro because I'm still driving yeah. here every single day. Well, you know what? This podcast <laughs> isn't just for Pedro and I keep trying to, like, <laughs> you know, enhance, like, emphasize that. It's not just for our Pedro people, you know, it's for everybody. Um, and I have people listening from all over the place. I don't know if you saw yeah, my Instagram. Yeah, like yeah. Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Cities mentioned. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's, great. it's pretty interesting. Yeah, and because there's a lot of people who move away who want to know about our town. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How else are they going to know about our town? Because yeah. there's no news outlets anymore. Like I know. We, I mean, the magazine is still, like, doing really well, but it's monthly, you know, and we just want yeah. so much more. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> right. Agreed. That's cool. Um, well, I wanted to know what it was like for you in the military, uh, Michael. What Do you think that's influenced you into what you're kind of doing now? Like me being in the military or growing up yeah. in a military you family? Know, how about just tell us what it was like for you in the military? Okay, yeah. Yes. And, and being in a military family. Okay, I'll start with, uh, with growing up in a military family. Okay. Um, honestly, it wasn't, I don't think it was my, my dad he kind of wore like two different hats mm-hmm. and he made sure there was kind of like a distinction. So when he was like in his uniform, you know, he was, you know, an officer in the army. Mm-hmm. And then when he came home, he was a totally different guy. Not totally different, like a lot of those principles were still there, yeah. but he was more laid back. Like a lot of people like ask like, oh, did he make you do push-ups?" Or like, 
does your room have to be spotless? And I was like, no, it's not like that at all. I think that's great that there was some sort of separation there. Yeah, because um, our parents can be overbearing sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I can imagine a military dad, too. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he, as long as, like, you know, things were kind of tidy, um, it was it was pretty normal. I mean, other than the fact that I lived on the base, um, which I loved. I, lo I absolutely loved it. Because um, mm -hmm. I could be out in the streets playing, like my parents didn't have to worry at all. Which base was this? So I lived on Pacific Heights, and that's on 25th and Western, mm -hmm. right across the street from the Vons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it, it borders up against the nature preserve right there. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, so that's where you lived the whole time? Yes. Wow. So I started that's off so on <laughs> the older side of the housing uh -huh. on uh, uh, 20, 27 Atlas. Okay. And. Uh, I was there from kindergarten through third grade. Mm -hmm. And then my dad got promoted and we moved to the other side of the housing, which was the newer houses. Very cool. Uh, and then I was there from third grade through 12th grade. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. And where do you live now? So wife? now uh, me and my wife live on the military housing on Pacific at Fort Mac. Okay. Yeah. Very so cool. it's kind of coming full circle. Um, you know what? We're going to talk about your wife right now. She's with us here, by the way. Very beautiful. You mentioned that she was one of the things that you were most proud of. Yeah. you married your high school sweetheart. I did. I did marry my high school sweetheart. <laughs> that's so cool. And it's yeah. so rare. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. exciting. Definitely. So we met in high school um, my sophomore, our sophomore year. Right? Yeah, our sophomore year, I was playing football, uh -huh. and she was on the drill team. Football, not soccer? I was playing both. So my freshman and sophomore year, I played football and soccer okay. and ran track. Mm -hmm. And then after my sophomore year, I, I focused on soccer. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And was it just steady going all the whole time? Sorry if I'm yeah. going too No, you're <laughs> totally fine. I mean, uh, yeah. I always love to hear about, like, I'm the nosy friend that wants to know, like, what's going on with everybody's relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, we dated pretty much from sophomore year on, mm -hmm. um, and then we had a couple breaks in between after high school. But yeah, uh, normal. Uh, we always we, we always ended up coming back together, mm -hmm. and uh, so we we're actually our, our one year anniversary comes up at the end of this month. That's we got married really on exciting. Halloween. No way. Yeah. That's so we really did a, cool. a court marriage so uh, she Which could part? get military benefits. Um, yeah, was it Newport? Right? Newport. Yeah, it was the Newport, Newport courthouse because we were living in Huntington Beach. And that's okay. that was like the nicest courthouse. Yeah. Yeah. We um, funny story. Yeah, my husband and I just came up in one year, um, and we got married at the Beverly Hills courthouse. Yeah. I'm kind of liking this trend where we're just kind of like getting it. We done. did both. <laughs> just so, we did, yeah. so we had a, a like a ceremony later. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. We, um, and all the friends got to go to two weddings, which is always really fun. So yeah. We appreciate. And they got to dress up weddings. on the first one. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get to reuse all the things in the first one for the second one? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? No, like, your costume. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> oh, oh, they yeah, were they were costumes. Yeah, we yeah it was on Halloween. Yeah. Costume on Halloween. That's hilarious. I was shirtless at their first wedding. That is hilarious. Yeah. So. I love that you guys had a Halloween wedding. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. It was, it was a good time. It was mm -hmm. a good time. So. That is such a fun fact. Okay. So for, for you, Ryan, in, um, in your upbringing, what was your thing in school like? Like what was your, were you just focused on sports or? <clears throat> um, yeah, I would, <laughs> yeah, I would probably say that that was probably true. Yeah. Um, uh, not that I didn't spend time on grades or anything like that, although I probably didn't do as much as I should have, but. Yeah, I was always a sp one sport or another yeah. growing up, just like Mike, kind of. Mm -hmm. um, I think the difference between me and Mike is he kind of figured himself out a lot sooner than I did. I was kind of a late bloomer in that sense. So like mm -hmm. we talked about, we were both on the same soccer team in, at Pedro, mm -hmm. but we, we had played soccer on 
outside leagues before together, mm -hmm. but I didn't make the team until my senior year of high school where mm -hmm. he was on the team all four years, mm -hmm. um, which is also something that comes up a lot because, you know, we just yeah. had tryouts. Right. And <clears throat> it's always brutal. You got to tell the kids that don't make it that they're not making it. But mm -hmm. I feel like I'm in a unique position to tell them that because I'm always like, there's always next year, yeah. there's always next year, there's always next year. Yeah, you can encourage them with your own personal story. Yeah, exactly. Like, I didn't make it till my senior year. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, mm -hmm. And we kind of like, we, we emphasize that like, you know, Mike played all four years here. Ryan didn't join the team till his senior year. Yeah. So, you know, there's, so there's always the, opportunities. Both ends of the spectrum, yeah. you know, right. and, and uh, I think that helps a lot for the kids. I think it really does because um, not all kids are the same. Not all kids figure it out oh, really quickly, yeah, you know. Exactly we're all we're all different you know and i think that's what's such a big thing with our education it's important to kind of identify certain children right away and for the kids who don't know what their thing is expose them to so many other uh, interests yeah absolutely mm -hmm. absolutely and i think for speaking uh, still about the kids that didn't make tryouts i think we're trying so we're going to try something um i'm not sure i've ever heard of before yeah. but we're, we're yeah. going to try yeah we're going to try um after practice um on a given date, mm -hmm. we're reaching out to all the kids that didn't make the team mm -hmm. um, because we have all their information. We're going to reach out to the parents and, mm -hmm. and invite their kids to uh, what we're calling right now is a, it's like a clinic. Coach, coaching clinic. Okay. And so all the kids that didn't make the team will probably just stay uh, after practice one day um, and just be there from practice will probably end around six. So you're basically um, yeah. making yourself available to those kids who didn't make yeah, the absolutely. team. Yeah, absolutely. So they yeah. can. They so can you're have, still investing into these kids. Yeah, exactly. Like you know, and, right. and it's it's helpful to them. It's helpful to us because we know when they come back out again next year, they'll be better, and it's that's in the best interest of everybody. So. You know what? I'm going to talk to you guys in the second half a little bit more about your coaching style and what your yeah, kind absolutely. of like ideas are. You mentioned culture earlier before mm -hmm. we started the interview. Yeah. So I really want to get into that. Um, I think what would be fun for our listeners, because I feel like a lot of your um, team, you know, your players are going to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They probably want to know what you guys were like in high school. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Mike, go ahead. Tell us. What was, your, what was your highlights in high school and what was, like, your really big struggles in high school? Okay. We could probably go, you know, like, we can get his account of my life and my account of my <laughs> life and <laughs> compare it because, you know, we're both... We've been there yeah. for the whole time, so, uh -huh. you know, but go ahead, please do. Okay, all right. Oh, you want me to start with you? You want me to start no, with me? No, start with yourself. Okay. Um, and I mean, tell you what's true and what's not. Okay. Like, <laughs> growing up, I was always, I was always, I was naturally athletic, mm -hmm. and I was always able to fit in into whatever sport just based on, based on pure athleticism. Mm -hmm. um, but soccer was the first sport where not everybody can pick it up right away. Mm -hmm. Like you can't go into soccer just being athletic. You mm -hmm. need that uh, training, that training, and the skill. you know learning the skill levels mm -hmm. uh, to be able to compete at a you know at a decent level. And, and that part I can verify with a little anecdote of um, my parents actually where. We were at Dana Middle School, and uh, they we went on a Yosemite field trip. <laughs> I want all the embarrassing. Oh man, I remember no, this one. No, this is embarrassing. Is embarrassing. It's just, uh, it's just a testament to <laughs> that. You know, he was always a you know Good gifted athlete. athlete. Um, so my my parents were chaperones on this trip, mm -hmm. and uh, I think we were all just hanging out at the campground, and uh, you know, all of a sudden there's a crowd gathering around this big tree, mm -hmm. and. Uh, what it was was Michael just running towards that tree and doing jumping off of it and doing a backflip oh and landing gosh. on his feet every time. 
every time. How many times did he do yeah, it? Yeah, I just kept doing it. He's a show. <laughs> oh, do it again, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, and, uh, huh. and then I think uh, eventually one other kid tried it and, uh, <gasps> you know, nearly landed on his neck. I was going to say, do they have and, to go to the hospital? And, you know, my mom always said that was her first uh, experience of Mike because she ran over and, you know, was trying to put an end to that. And uh, <laughs> luckily nobody was hurt. Yeah. But uh, yes, that was So you need story. to wear a disclaimer that says, don't do anything I do <laughs> unless you've been trained properly. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, and you know, to add to that, I remember you, when we had dinner the, like a couple months ago, your mom said like that she was talking to one of the teachers. She's like, no, 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 I only let Mike do it. <laughs> That's what one of the I teachers I only let said. Mike do yeah, it, yeah. 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 So my mom was saying, why are you letting the kids do these backflips off the tree, mm-hmm. off the tree? And the teacher responded, I only let Mike do it. That's really funny. So. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you knew what you were doing, and you, yeah. Yeah. And that's just another, yeah, every kid's yeah. different. Not every Exactly, exactly. I have it, yeah. Okay, so you were a very athletic kid. I was, mm-hmm. I was, and um, so sports came really naturally. Um, I was always on some sort of team or another, sometimes two or three at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was always, I was a pretty, I was a pretty good student, um, but I would say it, I, I retain information easily. Yeah. So I didn't have to put a lot of effort into passing classes. So I was okay getting a C or a B with little effort than pushing and getting that A. That is so funny. I totally identify with that. <laughs> so like in high school, um, like I got, I got A's and B's and, and C's, but I was completely okay getting a C with like just a minimum amount of effort. Yeah, cause your, your cause it was easy. Was, was yeah. sports. It was sports, yeah. yeah. And it wasn't until after the military that it kind of gave me that focus and that motivation to be like, you know what, like, you should push for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, once I got, um, or once I entered the military and I started taking college classes, it's been pretty much all A's mm-hmm. or B's or oh, high that's B's. Awesome. So. Yeah. So, for students who are kind of like identify with that, that ability to be able to pass classes very easily, you know, and do the bare minimum, what would you say to them? Um, I would say, learn to have a little bit of dedication and honestly learn how to study because when I got to the French school I didn't know how to study and I wasn't retaining the information as as quickly as I wanted to Mm -hmm. so I I was honestly struggling Um, and I had to I sat down with one of the teachers and she was like Mike you just you don't know how to study and I was like you're right like I've never really studied Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do Um, so she kind of sat me through I've never had I never really had to in high school that's so funny Um, so you know, that was definitely um, like an awakening. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. So, Ryan, what were you like? Um, well, actually, we'll get back to the struggle. So, what were you like? What were the highlights of high school for you? Yeah, I'll fact check these. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the highlights of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I don't think there were there were too many highlights in high school. <laughs> not, not that it was like a bad experience or anything like that. It just wasn't. I was, I would still maybe considered myself a, a homebody in yeah. high school um i wouldn't have wanted to stay after school for any of those extracurriculars i had uh, really good friends uh across the street at my old house mm-hmm. and where i would just basically want to just go home and just spend my time with them like hanging out and yeah doing whatever in the neighborhood kind of yeah, yeah. and uh, so I, I think that <clears throat> a lot of extracurriculars and going that extra mile that a lot of kids do kind of fell by the wayside a mm-hmm. lot and, that was definitely something my parents always told me a, a little bit about, and that included grades. I mean, I think I always had wanted to go to school, to college. Like, that was definitely something that was on my mind, but mm-hmm. I think I was a little bit 
naive in ninth and tenth grade to as just to how competitive it was. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, I didn't like like the A's didn't start rolling around rolling through until junior year, mm-hmm. senior year, mm-hmm. like halfway through junior year maybe, and by that point it was kind of it's kind of too late to you know rectify all your right C's and B's in ninth and tenth grade. I had no idea either. All yeah. my friends were playing to college, and I was like, uh, what? <laughs> like I didn't get the memo. I didn't know, yeah. you know. But their parents were so focused on them going to college, so they had them on top of it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then and then uh, yeah, and so I, I I didn't get into the, any of the schools that I wanted really, um, so I had to go to a El Camino College and. Then eventually, I, I actually didn't get into Michigan out of high school, and then I went to El Camino College. Mm-hmm. Pretty much got straight A's there, and then uh, ended up going to what do uh, you uh, What do you major in at Michigan? Um, sports business. Okay. Yeah, technically it's called sports management, but yeah. it's kind of just a business major with a sports slant. That's very cool. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that obviously uh, helped with me getting back into the mm-hmm. soccer and knowing that, you know, even though I wasn't doing that as part of my main career, um, you know, I wanted to keep that doing what my passion was, and yeah. that was what the soccer team was for me. That's cool. It makes sense, you know, for what you guys are doing now. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm curious, people who get the, the business management degree with that sports focus, mm-hmm. what do they end up doing? What do a lot of them go on it's to a, It's super competitive. I, I have a lot of uh, um, classmates. Uh, wasn't very close to but you know I, they're on my LinkedIn or yeah. whatever and I see like oh this guy's in the equipment manager for the Buffalo Bills and this guy's working for the Detroit Tigers and oh wow yeah so it, it's definitely um, it was definitely possible to go straight into that mm-hmm. um, again though I don't think I did enough during my school years to really um, yeah. open those doors for me during school which is probably the most important thing that you can do mm-hmm. um, so. What would you What would you advise um, students who are kind of finding themselves like not feeling a little maybe behind and catching on late last year? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, you kind of have to really grab the bull by the horns. You know, you, yeah. you can't just let things yeah. come to you. Mm-hmm. you. If you want something, you have to go and get it, which is something that I didn't really realize until I would say the last couple of years or so. Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think I was really raised either with that like kind of go for it mentality. Mm-hmm. I was more very I was passive, you know, and I don't think I caught on to that go for it thing until maybe high school, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I I get that too. Yeah. In high school, I didn't really have grades were. I really didn't like the studying aspect aspect of school. Yeah, mm-hmm. I really loved the social aspect, and I loved my teachers for the most part. I focused on art. Um, but I was like you. I didn't really get my grades prioritized right. Right. <laughs> until right. then. Yeah. Even actually, my mom just found my report card from my senior year, and I looked at it. I was like, "Oh, this is from my senior year." There was there was like one or two A's on it, and it was like art. It was my AP art class. <laughs> yeah. And then the rest were like B. There was, it was honestly like two D's on there and two C's. I was like, yeah. "How the heck did I make it?" You know, mm-hmm. I thought I got my you know stuff together by that point, but I didn't. You know, full disclosure, I was senior class president, so I was like, oh, I was focused on other things. I get it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for the for the students that, um, well, you know what? Let's actually go into your struggles because I feel like that's where your advice is going to be. Um, Mike, did you have any setbacks or struggles in high school? What was something you really remember you felt like held you back? Um, 
I don't know if necessarily held me back, but I mean, I had, I mean, I think every player um, athletically thinks that they're better than their, or their perception of themselves is higher than what it actually is in reality. Um, so I thought of myself as obviously like really good and great, you know, and then uh, I, o I only got in contact with a couple like maybe D2 schools mm -hmm. to play soccer, mm -hmm. but I had to get in academically. Mm -hmm. Not, not like no scholars, no athletic scholarships type thing. Right. Um, and by then it was already like first semester of my senior year, and yeah. I didn't meet the admissions requirements for those yeah. schools. So then, um, that's kind of that was kind of definitely uh, kind of like a wake up call. Yeah. So for someone like you who had to put like only had to put in minimal effort to get those like good goodish grades. If you would have just put a little bit more time, that's, yeah, yeah it makes definitely. sense. You would have been able to get into those schools yeah, yeah, exactly. or the program. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, was there anything else I want to say like that, that you remember going through in high school? Stuff that relates to, I want to say, like maybe your players nowadays or... Um, I mean, definitely just, you know, finding the, that balance mm -hmm. um, with academics, athletics, and even the social aspect of it and the yeah. home life of it. Mm -hmm. Because, um, I mean, I was pretty much gone most of the day, and by the time I got home, either I didn't want to do homework or I just wanted to just hang out with my friends or something because right. I'd have practices and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but I think just, just learning how to balance is definitely a skill that translates well beyond high school. Mm -hmm. And yeah. being that high school is honestly probably one of, like, or has the opportunity to be a very busy time in your life, learning how to balance things early. One of the busiest, yeah. yeah. It's it's honestly like a full-time job. They have a bigger workload than I feel like a lot of people in the nine Absolutely. to five, you know? And then they have homework. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's, the big, that's the big thing is it doesn't really end. Yeah, the, you know, for all you high schoolers listening out there, you guys are doing a lot, more than a lot of us adults. So just keep up with it. You guys are doing good. Um, well, since your wife is here and you guys are high school sweethearts, I wanted to ask, what would you, what would your advice be as far as balancing your relationships in high school? And maybe, because I've seen some high school relationships where they're just <laughs> like getting carried, I don't want to say getting carried away, but mm -hmm. you can just see that they're getting pulled away from maybe the things that they're great at, their, you know, their sports or their academic, you know, endeavors. What would you say about that? Um, I mean, I was... If I, if I could interject really go quick. Ahead. I, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. One of the, I have a little joke about the three things that ruins a high school sports player's okay. career. Mm -hmm. and it's uh, girls, on a more sinister note, drugs, and and the third one is video games. Okay. <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, those two, those three things, tend to be the kind of the reasons behind uh, um, why a player might lose interest in yeah. something that they had put a lot of passion in before. I'm going to add male athletes. <coughs> Absolutely. That, yeah. yeah, sorry. <laughs> I feel like girls have a completely yes. different yes. set of distractions. <laughs> Ma male athletes, yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I've, I've seen as coaching two years now at Pedro, I've seen the, I've seen the girl, I've seen the drugs that yeah. have, uh, you know, really derailed the player. And, uh, and then, um, you know, it's just, um, it's not something that you want to avoid obviously you got to do your own thing and experience your own things mm -hmm. but just kind of keep in mind what um, your passions are yeah I think that um that's a big deal that's a big deal and I feel like this is what 
high school students really need to hear. They need to hear it from other people who have potentially been derailed or who have had the opportunity to be derailed and it didn't let them. Yeah, um, my my younger brother, um, he's 14. He's just starting football at PV High, actually. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm really glad that he hasn't really let a relationship totally take over his life. But he's mm-hmm. had like a couple of girlfriends so far. Yeah. I'm honestly, I, I don't know what his recent one is. I, <laughs> I yeah. Things are happening so quickly with our yeah. young people. Yeah. I'm just like, uh, I can't yeah. keep up, you know. And I don't yeah. watch, I'm like not on Snapchat, so I can't really yeah, keep up yeah. with him either. Yeah, definitely. I like... I used to be on Snapchat, but then Instagram had its stories, and I was like, I'm not going to do both, you know? But I feel like that's what a lot of high schoolers are using is Snapchat. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that he hasn't been super distracted by a relationship, but I just want him to know, like, hey, you might meet that person that really mm-hmm. wants to, not that the person has the intention of, but just becomes a really big yeah. distraction. Yeah, absolutely. And we, I remember a player... Um, uh, this is spe- still speaking on the relationship line. A player of ours a few years ago, you know, was what, he, he was the best player on the team by far. But just over the season, as it went on, he was just not putting in good performances. And and, and there was a couple times where he uh, kind of, you know, unburdened himself to Pete, uh, who was the head coach. And um, just it was he's all in tears because things weren't going well with his his girlfriend, girlfriend mm-hmm. at the time and you know just really it it really put a damper on his senior year so yeah and sorry yeah, uh, oh no i was like i like i understand being in that moment like because it's i mean it might not seem like a huge deal to us but to them it's you know it is their world mm-hmm. you know it is a main priority to them um, but like I remember when I was in high school, I'd see like a player hanging out with his girlfriend instead of being at practice, and that just made me mad because I feel like and I don't know we we kind of had our own lives as well, mm-hmm. which I you think helped me yeah, and my wife. Yeah, so at the time, yeah. yeah, so I you know I had my sports and my athletics, and she had her drill team and stuff, and so mm-hmm. That's we, awesome. we, it never really I don't think our relationship ever really interfered with with you know that other aspect of our lives Mm -hmm. which I think definitely helped out a lot that's good and you both had something else it sounds like that you were dedicated to and like putting effort in and had your focus on you know yeah definitely yeah um I know speaking as a girl I didn't date in high school but speaking as a a, a girl who has been in relationships I know for us especially when we're younger like in our high school days those relationships are like the biggest deal you know and if we don't have something like sports like your wife did and I credit that to her because if we don't have something else that put that absorbs that attention and that dedication we honestly blow it up so much and these I'm not gonna say you poor guys we all have a responsibility but I know that like you know some of the guys I dated probably I feel so bad for because it was the biggest deal if you didn't call the biggest deal if you didn't text and now with social media I can't imagine these you know these students these high school students having to be like why did you tag her why did she comment you know oh my gosh who are these girls liking your photo yeah, social I, media is like my advice is to get off of it all, but you yeah. know, they'll have different. I I, just, I don't I don't have any of that stuff, but I know these guys do. I do. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I didn't have social media in high school. Like my friends had to make a MySpace for me after I graduated. Yeah. Um. So I think that's probably one of the greatest thing. Oh, you guys aren't in my. 
we, we remember MySpace. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah MySpace. because you guys, I graduated a few years before yeah. you, mm-hmm. so you But were, your high school was MySpace, whereas yeah. middle school for us was MySpace. Okay, yeah. yeah. And so, that was huge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, MySpace was a big yeah. deal. You're going to pick your music and oh, yeah. background. Yeah. Your page layout. Spend hours on yeah. the profiles. <laughs> I know. Your high school students are going to make fun of us. Yeah, you you list, list your friends. Oh, well, you your top. Rank, and you your rank top. your friends for everybody to see. Your top eight and stuff. I think it took... It took too long, I think, to realize that that probably shouldn't have been a thing. Mm-hmm. I had a top. <laughs> I, I changed it to a top one. Yeah, and it was just her. Oh, <laughs> it was her. And yeah, that's the way it should be. Yeah. yeah. The main thing that I would like to express is, and uh, my advice is still growing as well. I keep trying to formulate my best uh, explanation of of what I'm trying to say here. Uh-huh. Uh, but it, the the main thing is is just confidence. I mean, yeah. it really is. It's it's all psychological and in your head. Mm-hmm. And uh, the sooner you can develop that confidence, that mm-hmm. swagger you walk around with, yeah. uh, the better off you'll be. Yeah. And, and like I said, um, that's sort of what I think separates s- students, though, you know, in high school students, is those those that have that and those that don't mm-hmm. really kind of Because mm-hmm. without dictates confidence, you, it really holds you back. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Not oh, having sure. that self-esteem yeah, or the confidence absolutely. to do it, you just... You don't go for it. Absolutely, and it affects. And if you're not confident in one aspect of yeah. of your life, it it carries over to all Everything. aspects of your life. Yeah, absolutely. And vice versa. I think if you yeah. have confidence in one, it also helps carry absolutely. other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Certainly. Absolutely. Yeah, you see that even as adults. Um, you know, for all you high schoolers listening out there, like adults don't have it together. We, nobody gave it, put us in adult school. You know, we're still figuring things out from when we were your age. So if you Start personal development early, the better off Definitely. you'll be. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Okay, we're, we're going to take a break here for our sponsor, and then when we come back, we're going to talk all about, like, future high soccer team and Let's what you it. guys are doing with it. Cool. Okay, so everyone who knows me knows that I'm a huge coffee girl. I need my coffee, and there's nothing I love more than being at my favorite coffee shop and catching up on social media, which is why I'm very proud to introduce to you the podcast's first sponsor, Sirens Java and Tea. The shop is located on 7th Street in downtown San Pedro and has become my favorite home away from home. So be sure to step by and definitely check them out on their new Instagram at Sirens Java Tea House. And we're back. So I want to hear all about what you guys are doing now at San Pedro High with the soccer team. Uh, yeah, um, I think uh, this is a pretty monumental time for the Pedro soccer team. Mm-hmm. Uh, this will be the first year that uh, uh, Peter Hazeback hasn't won't be the head coach in um, about eight years. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a pretty significant change, I would say, and I would say that because. Uh, Pete is just a very, very uh, known member in the community here. Yeah, um, so I've heard. Yeah, he's the he's the president of uh, Croatian Hall. Um, if any of our listeners were at the uh, uh, World Cup viewing party mm-hmm. um, where everybody was flooding the streets and there was a, a giant uh, TV screen up on 9th and uh, Grand, or, I think that's where it is. That's so cool. No, yeah. it's, it's above Gaffey. Mm-hmm. It's below Gaffey. Is it yeah, it? but if you were there, that that was Pete. He put he set up all that. Uh-huh. Uh He's runs a travel agency and a uh, real estate real estate um, 
business here in Pedro as well. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's very known in the community. And he I sounds f- like someone I need well, to have on the show. Yeah, yeah, I would say yeah we'll get you in contact. But That'd not only cool. that, he was probably one of the more qualified coaches to yeah. ever coach, at least in recent history. Mm-hmm. I mean, he played professionally in Croatia. And he wow, played at Cal Poly Pomona cool. in college, so mm-hmm. his qualifications to coach were definitely very high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he was playing for a, a semi-pro club here in Hollywood when he came back down before he started coaching. Okay, yeah. very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, and uh, so he, uh, and I think uh, his goal was to kind of hand off the team to um, a couple people that he would still consider that or that I'm sorry to make sure that the team was still considered in-house like so he I'm sorry I'm butchering that but (laughs) he um he's just trying to make sure that he still you know has a a, a, his footprint on the team right you know and I think he's it's like he started his legacy and he's leaving it to people who are going to uphold it sure yeah 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 Mm-hmm. And uh, the the reason why that's us is well, for one, we played for him when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. I think his first year coaching was our senior year. No, it junior was year. it was a junior year. Mm-hmm. It was okay. my junior year, yeah. Junior year, and then, uh, like I said, I've before I went to Michigan, I helped him coach as as well as Mike. We were just volunteer coaches. Then last year was our first or our second time around volunteering mm-hmm. after a two year break, and. Uh, yeah, and, and, and he was just, you know, I think he was ready to move on, and he's just had a, had a daughter. Oh, um, Congratulations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, mm-hmm. he uh, was just sort of ready to hand, hand off the reins and, and let somebody else uh, mm-hmm. do all the work, you know, because yeah. it's a lot of work. Um, and I oh, think, for sure. I think yeah. we're kind of starting to realize it yeah. a lot more. Than, <laughs> he's like, here you go, guys. Yeah. Yeah, you so don't know what you're in for. No, it's but he's, I mean, he's helped us out, and he's still on the, the roster as a volunteer coach. And, yeah. you know, he came out to the tryouts and, and, and helped us out. Yeah, so he still gets a spot on the team. and cool. um, But this time it's just, you know, whenever he can instead of having to be there. And, and he, he prepared us for it as well because Definitely. last year uh, – there were definitely some times where, you know, I just got a phone call and said, hey, I'm not going to make it today. Go ahead and coach practice, you know, so. Yeah, um, got to let you um, yeah, try the reins you know, for so, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and I think that all, that we really had a collective effort to mm-hmm. um, to uh, do what we did last season, which we're, we're all really proud of. Yeah, um, so. well, yeah, because when Mike reached out to me, he was talking about basically why this is such a big deal. Do you want to reiterate that? Yeah, definitely. Um, so last year we won the LA City Section Division Four mm-hmm. Boys Soccer title, um, okay. and that's the first city title that the boys soccer program has had in what's it, 32 years? Uh, yeah, 30 something. Yeah, 30 some years. Wow. Uh, which is a long time. And uh, when when Peter played, they got close, and then but they didn't end up making it. When I played, we got third in city. Um, so it was nice to be a part of, of actually winning that title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I have, uh, and, and to highlight the importance of it, um, there's a, uh, a former player at Pedro who um, went on to get a full ride at Bakersfield. Um, and, you know, he sort of heard about it and he yeah. reached out to me and we're actually really close. He's kind of like my older brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he reached out to me and said, uh, you know, like congrats man i i always wanted to bring a city title to to pedro mm-hmm. and just never got it you know but that's kind of the importance that 
you know, player, play, former players, and maybe even people in the community place. place no, definitely. And like I've That's I've awesome. talked to people, and they're kind of like they don't say like oh like you know congratulations you guys did it. It's it's more of like a hey we did it like a community totally, kind of thing yeah and i think that's what sports it, it yeah, is like that you know definitely. we all feel a part of this big thing that unites us all you absolutely know? And, and that's much more tangible in a town like pedro yeah where everybody is very uh you know wrapped in yeah. together and uh -huh. and uh which is good and bad and you know we're looking at the <laughs> right, good we're looking right. at the good things right now but <laughs> um you know uh i think I think everyone was just was was pretty was pretty happy with our success and like like I said, uh, uh, my dad was a sports reporter for the News Pilot, mm -hmm. uh, you know, back in seventies and eighties. Very cool. He mm -hmm. he said that you know Pedro back in the day used to just be this powerhouse in the city, mm -hmm. um, and that probably had a lot to do with uh, Croatian, Italian, Mexican immigrants mm -hmm. that settled here, and uh, you know all from soccer countries. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, uh, you know, Mike and I would love to try to make it that powerhouse again. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, it's a plan. Um, so what are some of the, I want to say, well, Mike, does your military background have any effect on your coaching? Definitely. Yeah? Um, I mean, it definitely, it, it, I wouldn't say changed me as a person, but it yeah. improved me. Okay. It, 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 it helped me better myself. Mm -hmm. um, it just, it, it helped me understand the importance of having, um, of having like a structure mm -hmm. um in a sense because i was i was a lot more of the i still kind of am uh kind of go with the flow mm -hmm. um like i don't have to be as organized i'm, I'm totally fine with last minute kind of You're stuff flexible right um but i also i understand the importance of having structure in certain things yeah and that's definitely played a part and having um just determination and the the mental um like toughness and capacity to if you say you're going to do something, like, you need to do it. Um, so, like, uh, when I say something at practice that we're going to do it. You need to do it. We need to do yeah. it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, and that translates very um, palpably to the players where, you know, it's it's not easy to say some they say no to somebody who shows up in all military uniform because Mike comes straight from work oh mm -hmm. and sometimes he doesn't have time to change and yeah that's gotta be so you know, I mean it's uh it's, I think it's definitely it's kind of just a automatic respect yeah yeah know, automatically definitely kids, and and, kids attention. and I, I try to a couple times a week it, it's a lot harder now that that we're kind of like headlining and we're we're, we're kind of taking over this whole thing but mm -hmm. before I would I would run the fitness sessions, but I would also run the fitness sessions with them, mm -hmm. so they couldn't they couldn't complain because you were because I was too. doing it with them, mm -hmm. and that that's kind of like an army thing that I learned. It's like you know you lead from the front. Yeah, I lead by example. Exactly. Yeah, and it's it's Instead a lot harder to do now. Whole, but uh, what what's the saying like um, if you can't do it, teach it. Like if you can't do yeah, it, teach it, you're yeah. actually doing it. You yeah, know? and <laughs> I think it, it gives them just. I mean, I think it it makes them kind of understand that. You know, oh, like you know, Coach Mike's doing it too. Like you know, like like I got to take this seriously. Yeah, you gotta do I got to do it. Yeah, and I, I'm really glad too, um, because I, I remember talking. I know a lot of older players in the community, and I remember talking to some of the other older ones. And they had a coach at Pedro, and this must have been like 10 years ago now. Who, like Mike, would do all the uh, running stuff with them and everything. And and they uh, they told me for years like how much that motivated them to 
run harder and, and work out harder. So oh, yeah. it's really, really great to have that. Yeah, like uh, if I was tired and my coach was still running, I would feel like I need to finish it with yeah, the coach. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> right. You know? mm-hmm. So I think that's a, that's a great thing. Yeah, I played, I actually played soccer growing up. Um, that was like my number one sport, and I was a goalie. My dad was a coach, and he coached, his style of coaching was that he, he, he ran with us, but not like, he would get tired quickly, so we wouldn't run yeah, as much, yeah. you know? And it wasn't in school, it was um, AYSO, okay. you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but he did take my training as a goalie very seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why he kind of had me as a goalie, because he wanted specific training just with me, you know? And he was right. able to physically, push me around yeah <laughs> that's one of the things right. he did first was like push me on the ground to make sure i got very acquainted right. with the ground yeah, yeah absolutely. um and he would throw balls at me just repeatedly until he knew i wasn't afraid of them yeah. anymore i mean it sounds like it sounds like he knew what he was doing he did yeah send, send him our way if, yeah. probably, free time. it sounds abusive for those of you who listening who don't play soccer but <laughs> as a goalie you're constantly being kicked balls and like i remember being really proud because i was really young but one of the other coaches, their team was really good. And he said, like, wow, Amanda really, like, we got two goals in, but that was, like, two out of 20, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yes, you know, I really yeah. did my, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm so excited to be talking about soccer. And I want to know more about um, kind of, yeah, like, how you how you really take time with your 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 students, your players, do you kind of focus it on where it needs it? What if somebody needs a little bit more training? That whole... So, me and Ryan are, um, are we have a really good chemistry, so we work very well together and mm-hmm. we rarely disagree. Okay. Um, which is good and bad, mm-hmm. um, but we come from different perspectives. Um, so, when we're working things out, um, we try to focus on the collective whole. Mm-hmm. And if individuals need more time, I think we focus that within what the team is doing. Mm-hmm. So whether that's extra reps for that individual player within the system, right? Um, because I think it's it's you know from a coaching perspective, you don't want to pick favorites, right? You know, um, and it's even if just focusing a little more time on one, mm-hmm. like could could mean a player thinking like, oh, you know, that's coach's favorite. Yeah, absolutely. And understanding that dynamic is something that's kind of new to me uh-huh. um, from the coaching perspective. I don't sure. know if that makes sense. Yeah, I, don't know if no, yeah it, I mean, it's tricky. It's, it's tricky because you do have to find that balance where, you know, a player really might need that extra attention. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you want to, you do want to give that to them without coming off like it is, mm-hmm. you are playing favorites. But I mean, as long as we make ourselves available to any kid that asks right. for it um, and, will be happy to stay after practice or, mm-hmm. or anything like that um, to work with them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that kind of covers all our bases there. What are some of the other unexpected challenges you guys have had? Um, grades. Yeah, grades. Oh, really? Um, okay, grades. so tell me about that. So it, it, that was definitely... Well, you need, so you need a 2.0 yeah. to be able to play. Okay. Um, and if you don't meet that 2.0, so there's the 10-week... The report card Mm -hmm. if you don't get a 2.0 on that you're ineligible for all the Mm preseason and then you need a a 2.0 on the 20 week Mm -hmm. to make you eligible for the marine league season that Mm -hmm. starts after winter break okay those are the the games that count okay so and so you're finding out that a lot of maybe are they really Uh, great great players or getting held back by uh, grades yeah yeah, absolutely oh man um absolutely um i would say of the kids that tried out um 
that just recently tried out that took our roster up to about 45, 46, mm -hmm. and just under 25%. Uh, I was informed were, just recently, in the last couple days, mm -hmm. uh, I was informed were ineligible for the entire preseason. So mm. that was about 11 different students. Um, and it's something that I, I feel personally accountable for, just because I feel like we could have done more. I mean, we, 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 we do try, but at, at, the same, at the same time, there is that yeah. responsibility of the student as well, and they're all aware that they have right. to have grades. Mm -hmm. But there is more that, that we can do as coaches, and um, I think we didn't act fast enough. Mm -hmm. we, we implemented tutoring at the Boys and Girls Club at the five week. Mm -hmm. um, and so for five weeks they had tutoring if they needed to go if they had a 2.5 or yeah. below they were forced to go uh -huh. um, but that didn't save them all and yeah. <laughs> also there's some structural things where we have to work out because a lot of the kids that are trying out uh -huh. for the first time we have no idea uh, what their grades are like right, and that was the right. bulk of the kids that got that got uh, so they had yeah. said congratulations you're, you made the team Unfortunately, Unfortunately, you can't, you can't play okay. for, the, for the preseason. Yeah. It looked like you wanted to interject there. I did, I did, because I think Ryan's being a little modest. Uh, he said we kind of set up this Boys and Girls Club thing, and that was definitely I all mean, him. that's really cool. That was all him. Really? He, he, he went nice. out and he, he knew some people there, but he went out and built that connection and, and blocked out an area where we can have that tutoring session. That's awesome. Um, and I know he definitely takes it to heart, but uh, he implemented that, and that was super cool that's awesome um, yeah. yeah especially when you saw the need that they needed to to have a, a space and a time to focus on their yeah their studies and, and it was something that we, we had done at the very end of last season yeah. um, I can see now he was being really modest yeah <laughs> yeah that was all him <laughs> something that we implemented at the very end of last season and I and we had some summer practices uh, and some kids asked me if we were gonna yeah. be doing that again and uh, I just figured that we had enough time at the five weeks so I can see yeah. who needed it and who didn't because there, we've we've had uh, instances in the past where this thing with the boys and girls club has been set up, mm -hmm. and it's it's not just it, it's not just me. I know that there are other teams that mm -hmm. do it as well. Um, but in the past, where we've forced everybody to go, I think it, when when we were playing, especially when Mike was playing, that yeah. was that was set up as well. It was. Mm -hmm. um, but we had big problems because when you force everybody to go and the kids that don't need to be there yeah. are there, it's it's not going to be a, a focusing yeah. environment. Mm -hmm. So what we did is just the kids that needed to, the kids that were in danger of it. That's what we that's what we did. That's smart. Yeah. Um, but you know, like like I said, I think we need to do it earlier. And 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 I will say that there was a lot of transitionary um, obstacles to overcome. Mm -hmm. Like for example, I don't need. I, we weren't even for sure the coaches till about a month ago where I had to clear some things with my actual job and make sure that I was gonna be able to do it. Mm -hmm. um, there were um, some things with the school as well that where we weren't for sure hired yet until mm -hmm. the last couple months ago either. And so it was kind of like, we wanted to do all these things, but we weren't sure if we had the jurisdiction to do that yet. Okay. And so I think we would have, I'd like to think that we would have if we had, known from the get-go right so but learning we're still trying yeah it's yeah. a learning process oh, yeah. sure, i'm yes. still figuring things out too um if you heard my first three episodes or the sound was a little <laughs> <laughs> no but the interviews were great yeah, yeah thank you thank too. you i'm like ugh, people just have to turn up their volume a little bit <laughs> and then you turn it back down um and fyi guys i don't know how exactly how the sound's gonna come out i mean this is my first interview with like three people in total so i'm experimenting with some microphones cool I'll make it work yeah 
Um, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm so glad that you guys were, were here to talk about a Pedro, a big Pedro sport, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. Um, well, before we wrap up, I want to ask you guys, um, I'm trying to ask all my, my guests, um, what some of your concerns are with the community and some of your excitement, you know, like why yeah. you're excited. So, Mike, you go first. What yeah, are sure. some of the concerns you have about Pedro and some um, of the changes that are I think up? definitely one of the ones that comes up is the uh, Portugal. Mm-hmm. And um, I know you've spoken about it that, you know, I'm, I think we share a similar perspective where I'm excited that it's being renovated and it's, it's becoming something new in an already established like cultural area yeah it's just kind of you know using an expression it's just getting a facelift which is what I hope is happening I don't want it to go too commercial um and that's that's one of my my biggest concerns there Mm -hmm. for sure I know you heard me say I don't want a cheesecake factory yeah exactly (laughs) and um and you know even Romy on the first episode says like we don't want to be like the next Long Beach you know we want to be our own town we want to be our own identity yeah so that would be your concern that we don't get too too commercial too, yeah. yeah you use the word touristy here and i really like yeah, it. yeah touristy mm-hmm. yeah um but tu- i mean tourists will help the economy and it's something that will be needed i just i don't know i hope it doesn't get like mm-hmm. out of control i don't know if that's no I, I think i know what you mean um we like tourists and we want tourists because we want more money in our local economy and we want people to discover this great mm-hmm. town but we don't want to cater to just the tourists exactly yeah, yeah this is at the end of the day Pedro this is our home right. you know good I uh, I'm not I think I'm on not the opposite side of the coin but I see it a little bit differently right sure. I think we have major concerns obviously with there's a lot of like with any city um, yeah. there's safety issues and and there's still a lot of crime here and, and now that I moved to Redondo Beach uh, my neighbors you know I say them from San Pedro and they're like oh you know hearing about all oh, this tell stuff. Oh, tell me about that. You're hearing about all the stuff that's going on over there, uh-huh. you know, and we've had, we've had a lot of safety concerns lately, and I, I couldn't even tell you exactly, point to specific ones, but it sounds like that's still obviously a, a very relevant issue here. Yeah. And growing up here my whole life, I know that that, that to be true. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of your biggest concerns is, like, the safety in our, in our town? Or? Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, there are major issues, and and I actually look. That's where I look at Ports of Call in a different light. Where I think Pedro's got a strong enough culture where I'm not really, and and the people of this town are so damn resilient that there's no way that this becomes like a touristy stop uh-huh. because before that happens, people will feel. And these tourists will feel unwelcome before <laughs> they take over this town. Like, mm-hmm. That's something I'm pretty confident about. You know what? I, I think <clears> I know <throat> what you mean. Um, you know, because I, I feel like we should welcome tourists, and I think that we should welcome newcomers. But people who try to change our culture—that's where we're like, excuse me. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like and I like think I that's, said, where, that's will, where you're coming from. That right? will absolutely yeah. be uh-huh. stomped out like that. And that's what Romy, and, you have to listen to the first episode because sure, Romy yeah. says that she's like, if it's not 100. We don't want it. Like yeah. it needs to be one hundred percent authentic from Pedro, you know? Yeah, and I and uh so I, I I'm looking at at this new ports of call like you know, my, my parents came here in the seventies, eighties, I think the eighties and um they they looked at Pedro was and Ports of Call specifically was the place to be. Right. And that's where Pedro was just this happening town and all their friends from out of town love to come mm-hmm. go to ports of call and hang out 
and that area has just been so dead for the last 20 years in a lot of aspects um, that you know turning it back into a local hub would be would be fantastic I mean like that's such a great scenario yeah um, but uh, I definitely don't want a cheesecake factory there either. <laughs> Let's put it that way. So we, we I would rather go to Cheesecake Factory wherever it is, which is like Manhattan. Redondo Beach. Redondo, Redondo Beach, yeah. Right I was like, I'd rather go to that Cheesecake Factory yeah. and enjoy that. Sure. You know, I have nothing against cheesecake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I need everyone to know I don't mind cheesecake. Yeah. I just want Pedro visits. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and, and 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 maybe that's your concern because maybe I'm a little bit naive too. To exactly what the plans are for you know what I, I yeah, really I'm don't naive know about either. it too yeah yeah because I, so, I I mean I, I hope I'm not being naive and saying like oh they're just gonna have small businesses and stuff down there um, because maybe that's not their plan <laughs> you might be a little naive on that only because only because I happen to know you know a lot of people who are really involved and I get every all my information from them mm -hmm. and um so they make me they make me start researching on it yeah. um yeah well if you, yeah, Romy, going back to Romy, she's like, she's so Pedro, and that's her brand, that's so Pedro. But she mentioned that we should all kind of just take a deep breath and feel a little bit better because the anchor tenant for the waterfront is the San Pedro Fish Market, you know? Mm -hmm. And so yeah. that's like a big that's awesome. Pedro oh, yeah, company. Yeah. I happen to know that, um, actually, Sirens, I think they're, they announced it on Facebook that their second location is going to be on the Oh, market. great. So, I mean, oh, these wow. are two awesome Pedro, yeah. Pedro businesses. Absolutely. But... Um, no, there's no, no but. You haven't there's heard no any, but. We're just we're just nervous. Like yeah. you haven't heard any like you haven't heard of a no, cheesecake factory moving the, in. I think the but and the our concern is like, and and I want listeners to kind of respond to this. So listeners, if you're listening and you have some other things you want to add to this, please hit me up on Instagram or Twitter or Facebook. But um, I think our main concern is we know that this is going to get a lot of attention. We know that developers are going to be like, oh look, a new waterfront, like you know place you yeah. know yeah. oh look like we can build this oh we can do this you know investors and developers from all over the world and you know all over the country look for places like this right, yeah. you know as soon as they get revitalized yeah. this is where they want to come yeah. so we're just worried that we're going to have some then, people yeah. come in and want to change up and totally and legitimate stomp, yeah. stomp all over yeah, our definitely. culture absolutely absolutely but yeah like i said i'm still positive yeah. i think ultimately this i'm much more I'm much happier than with the announcement that this is being revitalized and it not being revitalized just because, you know, as, as a sports management student, I actually did a lot of studies on what a stadium can do for an area or what, um, you know, a new arena can do or whatever. And a lot of the times it, it, it completely revitalizes a community, the community in, yeah. in the positive way, which will in turn have a ripple effect and affect things like like crime and safety here. I mean, you would hope that that would that would go down with mm -hmm. more economic prosperity in the in the area and, yeah. and whatnot. So, mm -hmm. I, I I I totally understand everyone's concerns, but I, I think that there's a lot more to be gained than yeah. lost here. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right about that. Um, so, would that be some? Well, I I always ask what you what you be excited about in the future, and I feel like we always end up covering both. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that was. That's something you would be excited about? Like oh, absolutely. Changes? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I think just um, continuing to instill, at least you know, in the way that we can, uh, the sense of community. Mm -hmm. um, it'll be interesting to see how social media plays an effect in 
in in how younger people from San Pedro represented. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you guys are a big part of that because you work directly, you know, with these high school students. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and um, and actually, there's a there's an episode, um, an earlier episode where I talked to a local artist, and he says we kind of talk about like the Pedro Wilmington, you know, mm-hmm. dynamic. We'll call it. And he says he feels that the younger people, the younger generation, are changing it with social media. You know, yeah. it's like they are, they're, they're connecting the dots that there's, there's people that they love on both sides. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. in Peter and Wilmington, yeah. and he really has a lot of hope for that future. And I would say the same here. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, it sounds like we, we're more hopeful than not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. really Definitely. cool. Um, all right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. Where can people follow you or follow the, the soccer program? I think this might be um, Marissa's time to speak up, actually. She's going to... Uh, Are you managing? She's going to be running... She's, yeah, uh, she's running our social media our, account. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah Instagram account. Yeah. Because yeah. God, God knows that I wouldn't do that. So uh-huh. uh, we're going to leave that up to her. And, okay. But, um, uh, can we get the handle? I don't know it. Yeah, you want to go for it? Here, lean into his... Here. Uh, yeah, his lean in right here and say the... Uh, Marissa's been patiently quiet here listening to this the whole time. And um, <laughs> my better half. Laughing she at might be a little hesitant to speak. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the, uh, uh, the, the boys' San Pedro High School soccer Instagram account is uh, SPHS underscore boys underscore soccer. Okay. And uh, my wife started it. I don't know, like a week ago, and we're already up to 178 followers. Of so course, because we growing, love yeah. we love sports. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So look for more information on that. That's cool. Well, thank you so much. Um, I'm really excited about what you guys are doing. And, yeah, yeah, and also uh, I, we hope to be po- po- posting a uh, merchandising fundraiser on that Instagram account. Awesome. I, I would hope soon. Yeah. And uh, more details will be able to. Uh, you'll be able to find more details once. Uh, you follow the page and yeah well you know what? I'll there. link it up too so if you have like a direct link of where you're selling it like I can link it yeah up we're working channel. on we're we working will, on we'll getting, getting it, it but, yeah, yeah but I have the catalog and and uh, I think there's some really great stuff on there I haven't seen any apparel like this in a long time That's awesome. um, it's a uh, we'll plug the company since they're doing us this favor it's, it's a company called fan cloth okay and what it is is they they just reached out to me and they said we'll, we'll make you this catalog <clears throat> no I'll, I'll all you have to do is just send in pre-orders and we'll make it so there's no strings attached and we get a percentage of the kickback and that scales with how many uh, people order and how many items go. Really. Yeah. So okay. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely like advertise it on like our social media too. Awesome. Um, I can definitely see where your business background comes in. <laughs> I think it's paying off, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I would say so. Yeah, it's definitely like coming into play here. That's really cool. Well, thank you guys so much. Um, this is Michael Ortiz and Ryan Hart, the new San Pedro, the head coaches for the San Pedro High School boys soccer. Um, I really appreciate you guys coming on. I appreciate you guys reaching out to me. Yeah, because definitely. Because this is such a cool topic and so important to our community. So Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having us. I can't wait to have you guys back Like yeah. after you guys win yeah. the next Anytime, one. Anytime, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. To the listeners, come support. Yeah. yeah. Also have the come schedule out to the games. Are anyone's like welcome, anyone's welcome to the games? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Cool. Games are free and... And uh, to be honest with you, we need fans. So. Okay, yeah, yeah. bring yeah. some fans. <laughs> make make uh, that Pedro home game uh, menacing to any of those uh, other teams that come. That'd be great. Woo, yeah, yeah. that would be really cool. Yeah. I'm already feeling like the pirate <laughs> pride. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. This is cool. Well, thank you guys so much. Yeah.
I really hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Be sure to follow the um, San Pedro High School boys soccer team on Instagram and also check out their merch. Um, I have all the links in the show notes if you guys just want to check it out. Also, I am trying to get more people to take the food survey on online on our website, hellosanpedro.com. I'm also currently promoting a the homelessness uh, survey as well because we are doing an upcoming episode on that. So please go to the surveys at hellosanpedro.com and check them out. See you guys next week.